GateWorld.net exclusive interviews. Michael Welsh. This is David Reed for GateWorld.net talking with Michael Welsh. How you doing, Michael? Hey, good, man. How you doing? I am not too bad. Terrific to have you with us. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. You were voted very high in the uh, GateWorld forum for, uh, for uh, folks who uh, wanted to hear from you, so this really is a pleasure. Yeah, I, I heard about that, and I, I heard that I was actually number two, which, which raises the question, who beat me? Number one, uh, it, no? number one was Tom Macbeth, Mayborn. Okay, cool. Yes. No, that's that's fine. I can I can live with that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's been in uh, several shows, but th- it's pretty incredible. You've only been in one thus far, and you have really struck a chord with the uh, Stargate community. Uh, you know what? It's, it's unbelievable, because um, I was lucky enough to get Joan of Arcadia after uh, Stargate, and i, I got to tell you, between that, that one episode of Stargate, um, and then I've done... 23 episodes of Joan of Arcadia, I've probably gotten just as much, uh, like, recognition from Stargate. It's it's just been unbelievable. That the fans something? are incredible. They really are, yes. Yeah. What was it like stepping into the shoes of an American icon like Jack O'Neill? Well, you know, Stargate fans aren't going aren't gonna to want to hear this, but unfortunately I, I did not know how big of an icon he was. I, I didn't realize how huge Stargate really was. So that put a lot less pressure on me, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, I didn't realize he was like, you know, Michael Jordan of sci-fi. Um, <laughs> so that, that really uh, that really helped out. So um, to answer your question, I, I wouldn't know because I didn't at the time. I didn't know. Didn't mm. realize. So you, were t- you just sort of went in there and it was like you unearthed this huge thing. Yeah, you know, I kind of treated it like uh, just like a, another job. I mean, it was a it was a cool part. I loved the part, um, but I did not. I had no clue what would uh, come out of it, and and it, it, I'm actually I'm actually really grateful. I didn't realize uh, the fan base was so hardcore. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. Uh, most sci-fi fans remember you as Artem in uh, Star Trek: Insurrection. Did that performance reshape your career in any way? Oh yeah, it did because that was my first movie. Before that, I did a lot of guest spots and and things like that. But that was my first film. Now, you know, put yourself in my shoes. I mean, uh, I was like 11 years old at that time, and a Star Trek film as your first film absolutely it reshaped my career. It mm-hmm. opened a lot of doors for me, uh, mm-hmm. especially in the sci-fi world. How did you get the role of Young Jack? Uh, it was just a regular audition process, pretty much. Uh, you know, I went in and they shoot. Uh, Stargate in in Vancouver, Canada. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they put me on tape and then sent the tape to all the people, and you know I, I I got it. And like I said before, I hadn't seen any Stargate episodes before auditioning uh, or before getting the job, rather. So I just kind of uh, played the part as I you know interpreted it, which mm-hmm. was kind of this dry, sarcastic, you know, very in charge and and in control of himself kind of guy. And then I just played it like it was written and you know it turned out to be very similar to Richard Dean Anderson of course I, I didn't realize just how far Richard Dean Anderson goes until I actually <laughs> saw the tapes you know so at the audition process you had not studied up on Richard Dean Anderson yet no and, and they knew that okay uh, so they kind of put a lot of trust in me that I could you know get down his uh, mannerisms and kind of uh-huh. his attitude and the way he carried himself and all that stuff uh, just by watching some tapes when I got up there, and uh, you know, I, uh, I I guess I did. I don't know. I, uh, it, like you said before, it's the the response has just been unbelievable. What episodes were you given to study? Um, I was given 
I believe, uh, Revelations, I think, uh, to kind of give me a, um, a history of the Asgard, because the Asgard was a major part of Fragile Balance, which mm-hmm. was the episode that I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they, wanted to, they wanted me to kind of understand who the Asgard were. Uh, and then other than that, it, there were two other episodes. There were three episodes altogether, and I don't remember what they were, but those two episodes I pretty much just, um, you know, I rewound them a hundred times. And, <laughs> and really I was, I was up all night uh, studying this guy because I, I got to tell you, that was very challenging. He, Richard D. Anderson, man, he's so original. And, and so I've, like, I've, I don't think there's ever quite been an actor like him before. Uh, so it was really challenging, but a lot of fun. What did you do to get him down? You know, I don't know. It, that's kind of been one of the things that I've always been able to do. In fact, like, my impressions when I was a little kid, that's kind of what got me into acting. And this was a little different than an impression. This was like, you know, a portrayal of mm-hmm. a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had to be a little bit more than an impression. But, um, you know, that's just kind of something that I've always been able to do is just kind of watch or listen to an accent and then the next day be able to do the accent, you know. Uh, so, I don't know. I just really studied him. So you were just able to pick up on the fine details and it, it got you to where you needed to go? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And then also, uh, Peter DeLuise, who was the director of that particular episode, um, he really helped me out, to, because he's been working on this show for years, mm-hmm. so he really helped me out to, to you know, really uh, get specific things down. So he took you aside and said, okay, this is what he looks like when he's angry or like that. Yeah, in a way, and, and he, he broke it down kind of line to line, moment to moment, and it was like, okay, Richard would do it this way, so you do it that way. Did you find it constricting on your acting that you were trying to mimic Richard but still trying to bring your own performance into it? You know, it's funny. I actually found it more freeing that way. Really? Because, yeah, and, and I can't really explain why. I guess... Because, you know, you, you study the character and you do all those things, but then when it comes down to it, it it's still my performance, it's still my interpretation. Yes. I'm not going to, you know, be a clone of... Well, I was a clone <laughs> of Richard Anderson, but... Um, I, I don't know, it was more freeing, mainly because he's so free anyway, like mm-hmm. he, he just is in his performance. So to mimic someone doing a free performance, well, that's pretty freeing within itself, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Were you wearing contacts to make your eyes darker than darker like Rick's? Yeah, my eyes are uh, light blue, um, and that that's not going to work playing Richard. Gaines. Right. So they they had to put some contacts in me. Okay. What else was done to alter your appearance? Uh, well, my hair was cut. Uh, you know, which I was fine about. I I like my hair shorter. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, and they and they spiked it, I guess. And then actually, this this wasn't really. Um, this had nothing to do with making me look like uh, Richard, but uh, I had some, actually some acne going up there that week. Okay. And they, you know, and Peter Deli- Peter Deluise, being the sick genius that he is, was like, no, let's keep it. It's, it's great because it emphasizes the fact that he's a teenager. You That's know? right. That's right. And, and it did, and he's right, and I had no problem with that. So not only did he keep it, he had makeup, like, emphasize on it. So if you watch, there's, like, big red marks on my face. Um, oh, man. Which were there anyway, but he just kind of added to them. It was uh, it was really funny. And that really has nothing to do with making me look more like him, but, you know. Well, it emphasized your age versus to this 50-year-old man, and... 
Yeah, and it, and it worked. And that's kind of one of the things you have to do as an actor is kind of put your own ego aside uh, mm-hmm. and do what's right for the, for the role. And, and I'm, I've always been willing to do that. I, I really don't care what I look like as long as it's, it fits with uh, you know, the thing I'm working on. So even if it makes you look a little strange, it's, uh, it's for the team. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. The, the, a great example of that is, is uh, Kathy Bates in, um, oh, what was that? Uh, About Schmidt, you know. Okay. Uh, she was able to just kind of put her own, like, ego aside and, and, and you know, go full frontal on camera. And I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, and it was, it, was, it was great. It was good for her, you know. And uh, uh, Robert De Niro has gained and lost weight a million times. I mean, I, don't, I mm-hmm. could go on. For, mm-hmm. I'm not comparing myself to any of these people, you know, quite yet. But um, <laughs> we'll see in the future. But, um, That's right. No, you know, I don't, uh, I, I really don't care, as, you know, as long as, well, you, you get the point. <laughs> How are things with Joan of Arcadia? Oh, man, it's the best job ever. I, I really do think that I'm probably the luckiest 16-year-old in Hollywood. I don't think there's a, a better, like, 16-year-old uh, part on television. I'm, I'm absolutely loving it, and the cast is just awesome. They're great. For folks who have not seen the show, tell us about your role. Well, I play uh, Luke Girardi, who is Joan's younger brother, and I am uh, a science genius on the show. <laughs> and I kind of represent, I guess, the because uh, c- it is kind of a metaphysical show, I kind of represent the physics aspect of that because the creator, Barbara Hall, mm-hmm. kind of believes that physics and metaphysics are all one. There's no difference, you know, There's mm-hmm. they intertwine. So I'm kind of there to represent that part of it. And then also uh, it adds to the family dynamic, which is always a good thing. Um, and it's a fun part, it really is, because uh, I, I don't, I don't feel that I'm playing it like a nerd, you know. I, I never like to, to play stereotypes, so I kind of, again, just did my own thing with it, and, and they, they liked what I did. So Luke has a voice that is not only this science geek, but he's also got, like, heart and soul. Yeah, I mean, he is a three-dimensional character. He's not the comic relief younger brother science geek that uses big words. I mean, I do use big words on the show, and I am a science geek, but I'm saying... <laughs> There's, there's more to it than that. He, uh, and if, if you've seen the first season, he's gone through uh, quite a roller coaster this year. So you're on hiatus for season two? Yes, that's right. Okay, and when does that start? Uh, season two starts shooting up in... Uh, well, shooting up. I'm sorry, let me say that again. Season two <laughs> starts shooting in July. Uh, I think July 15th is when we start. And then it's going to start airing... I believe in September, but don't don't quote me on that. Okay. Well, we'll definitely be looking for it. Okay, thank you. What what network is it airing on? It's on CBS okay. on Friday nights. Okay. All right. Have you been pleased with the ratings from season one? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Friday night, top 30 show, you know, you can't ask for more than that. It's right. Uh, and the fact that it's on Friday night is, is a good thing and a bad thing. It's a bad thing because it's the least watched night on television, but it's a good thing because out of the people watching we're getting a, a big, you know, majority of those people. So, um, because a lot of the time, uh, you know, it's, it's the amount of people watching television and the amount of people watching your show mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. versus the actual numbers. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't need to get into that. Yes, I'm very pleased with the rating. <laughs> well, good. Um, is it true Stargate's production timing helped you win the role? Um, you know, maybe. Uh, I, I'm not sure because... The, the episode aired 
at the very end of what's called pilot season. Now, let me explain this to every non-actor listening right now. Pilot, basically what a pilot is, is that they shoot, um, the, the first episode of every series is a pilot. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then based on the strength of that pilot, the network decides that they want to turn that into a series. If you've seen Pulp Fiction, Samuel L. Jackson explains this much more eloquently than I do. Um, so basically what, what happened is that, uh, this was at the tail end of pilot season, so, you know, a lot of, I guess, most really good actors already got pilots, most right. of the young actors, so there weren't that many left, right. and I didn't get anything at that point. Right. Um, I was up for a couple pilots, but the role of Stargate, again, I, I just can't say this enough, it was such a cool role, I loved it so much that um, that I just I just had to take it and, and risk it, and it turned out to be a good thing, because, uh, first of all, with Stargate, it, it's been one of the coolest uh, experiences ever, and then right after that, I was lucky enough to get Joan of Arcadia, so it, it worked out really well. Do you think that if you hadn't taken the Stargate role, you would have missed Joan of Arcadia? You know, it's possible. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I would have gotten another pilot, and then I wouldn't have gotten Stargate or Joan of Arcadia, which have been the two, you know, greatest roles ever for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's really amazing how things work out, and I just kind of go with the moment. And if I get a job, take it, you know what I mean? And right. not, not mess around with any of that stuff. Right. Uh, and then, you know, whatever happens, happens. And this <laughs> worked out better than I, I could have ever planned. Good. Tell us about your experiences on set in Vancouver. It, you know, it was it was really cool because they've all been working together for like, I mean, seven years now. I mean, yeah. it's been a while. So it, it was such a comfortable set to work on. It felt like I was visiting just like really cool cousins you know what i mean they were, they were all so great um and uh a particular experience i i loved the moment if you've seen the episode i love the moment when when i'm like floating in the spaceship yeah you know they put the harness on me and they put a bunch of strings attached to me and i love that kind of stuff i'm still a 16 year old kid you know it was cool i was floating in a spaceship it was great um so yeah j- just all that kind of stuff it was it, it was a lot of fun one of the things I couldn't understand was if you were supposed to be a mobile from the Asgard beam or whatever it is, how are you able to move your arm to fire the Zat gun? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> well, let's see here. Because I don't, I don't think I was immobile. I think that I was uh, like in a little force field. So being in the force field, it's like you're in a cage. You can't get out of the cage. But okay. you can move within the cage. Okay. okay. So that's that's how I that's how I looked at it. Okay. I mean, you can you can take that up with one of the producers and they can give you a more <laughs> Stargate esque answer. But that's that's how I see it. Very <laughs> cool. Um, how was it working with Michael, Amanda, and Christopher? Oh, they they were awesome. I mean, Christopher, um, <laughs> you know, he was a troublemaker. He gave me a hard time, and it, all out of fun. I mean, I I had a great time with him. But like, as an example. You know, at the end of one day, he yelled, uh, that's a rap on Corey Feldman, you know, referring to me. And uh, <laughs> just stuff like that. I mean, it was, like I said, it was such a fun set to work on. And Amanda, oh, she's such a sweet person, and she has such an amazing work ethic. And, um, you know, Michael's a great guy. I mean, they were they were all really great. And not just those three, but, like, uh, every single one of them uh, was just really amazing, without, without one exception, literally. Um, and, yeah, I, I cannot enough about the experience. It was just so much fun. They're a very fine-tuned machine after seven years. 
Oh yeah, they had it down. I mean, I, you know, I even I even said at one point this was like the first day I, that we were shooting. Uh, they did all the coverage on everybody else, and then they were going to do all the. Oh no, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Let me say that again. They did the coverage on me, and they were about to do the coverage on Michael and Christopher. And then I said to them, you know, all right, guys, make sure you don't you don't steal the scene from me. Scene for me. And they were like, after seven years, we're we're giving scenes away. We don't steal anymore. You know. Uh, so yeah, I mean, they 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 got the uh, they got it down. <laughs> what did you think of the sets? Oh, it was great. I mean, you know, sci-fi sets are the coolest because there's all that. It's basically a bunch of cool toys to play with. Right. You, know? you can't really play with them because they're props. But, um, it, oh, it, it was amazing. Like, um, just the, the ships and the the alien stuff. I don't know. It, it was it was cool. It was, you know, it was basically like uh, like when I was eight and I used my imagination about all that kind of stuff. Or actually now, and I still do that. Except uh, it's it was, actually there now. <laughs> yeah, and it was actually there. Uh, but on a soundstage. It's trippy, man. It's really weird. But it was fun. How do you feel about the possibility of uh, Young Jack returning? Well, it definitely is a possibility. I mean, you know, of course there's Joan of Arcadia now, and that kind of that uh, conflicts with it. But, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, how, how they work at Stargate is that they just kind of um, leave it up in the air and then kind of bring people back if it's convenient to the storyline, you know, or, or mm -hmm. whenever. Um but it's it's definitely a possibility. There's there's no guarantees, but that's mainly because of the Joan of Arcadia schedule. I don't know if they'll be able to uh, work that out. But if they are, I'd love to come back. What uh, would you like to see happen to the character if you did come back? Um, a lot of a lot of space stuff. I don't care what. Uh, I'd I'd maybe like to fly a ship and and blow stuff up, possibly. Uh, <laughs> You know, I mean, because this would be the perfect opportunity to, to do that kind of stuff. Because, you know, I'm I, there, I'm not complaining about Fragile Balance. It was one of the best experiences ever. But a lot of it was just, like, fishing scenes, you know, going going to a, a liquor store. This is a sci-fi show. I want to be in space. I want to be fighting aliens, you know. I want to be doing stuff like that. So, um, you know, if I had to choose... And again, I'm not picky. I'll do whatever they tell me to do, you know. Uh, if they want to put acne on me, I'm going to go ahead and let it. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of what I'd like to do. Maybe some kind of, some kind of fight. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore, but, uh, yeah. Michael Greenberg proposed a story where you came back with, uh, with uh, Colonel Mayborn, who is, uh, basically Jack's nemesis, but, uh, partner in crime, mm -hmm. and, uh, he, he didn't explain the story too much, except the title was You Ain't Jack, and, uh, didn't, didn't go into it much, but uh, we, we all thought that it was a pretty cool story and wish it would be executed. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, you know, I think from based on the end of Fragile Balance, uh, which was basically my character saying, well, from here on out, we're, we're not the same person anymore. Right. Uh, so, so yeah, that, that would definitely make sense. But, um, yeah, that'd be fun. I mean, I, you know, I'll come back and, and mop the floor if they want me to. I, <laughs> I just love doing it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm really happy with anything, but that sounds, that sounds really cool. Have you thought of attending any Stargate conventions? Yeah, yeah, actually, um, I am attending not necessarily a Stargate, but like a, a sci-fi convention, mm -hmm. uh, which is going to be mostly because of Stargate uh, in uh, July, I think 9th, 10th, and 11th in okay. Maryland, uh, called Shoreleave. Okay. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go and do that. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, why not? It, it's right by it's right by Washington D.C. And I've never been there before. So basically, I'm like uh, ultimately getting paid to go to Washington. I mean, you know, you can't pass that up. Right. Um, and I, I always thought it'd be fun to go to a sci-fi convention and just you know watch a bunch of Klingons walking around, and, <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, and beyond that, no no plans, no immediate plans right now. Uh, but yeah, I'd I'd love to do some more. So is this your first sci-fi convention? Yeah, this will be my first one. Well, you're also going to be appearing there with Terrell Rothery, who is Dr. Frazier on Stargate. So. Uh, oh, that's right, yeah. So be sure to tell her hello for all of us. <laughs> okay, yeah, I definitely <laughs> will. Well, hey, they'll probably sit us next to each other to plan it out that way. You know? Right, right. She's a character. She, You will have a great time with her on stage. Oh, good. Yeah, because I didn't really get to spend too much time with her because we were only in, like, one scene together. Uh-huh. Uh, but... Yeah, I'm, yeah, that, that'll be a lot of fun. What's your advice to uh, aspiring young actors? Ah, oh, good question. Um, that would be to not pay attention to the statistics of it. Really? You know what I mean? Like, because uh, people, I mean, people are constantly telling me the, the statistics of me making it and, and giving me stories of young actors that didn't turn out well. You know, I just don't listen to it. Because I'm, I'm going to tell you something. If you are... Um, talented and persistent and you work hard that's the most important thing is just that you work hard mm-hmm. uh, and you're patient and you just enjoy the process it's impossible not to be successful I mean it, it might take 10 years you know as it has in the case of some of the greatest most famous actors today um, but you know just just keep trucking and enjoy the process that's the most important thing because if you don't enjoy the process you're not going to enjoy the destination and there is no destination anyway, so right. it's just one continuous process. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I'm having just as much fun now as I did when I was 10 and and barely doing anything. Uh, and I'm going to go even farther than that and say I, I'm having just as much fun now as I did when I was 9 and I first started taking acting classes, you know? <laughs> um, so, you know, it, just have fun. I mean, it's fun. It is fun. That's why I'm doing it. It's hard. Uh, you know, it takes a lot of, a lot of like, sacrifices but it's a good time. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't a good time. You've been working with kids for a cause, I understand. Yes. Tell us about that. Uh, you know, that's that's basically an organization um, in which young actors, uh, Hillary Duff is involved in the organization. and a bu- I think we have like 100 by now. Um, and basically what it is is that we go to uh, foster homes and, and hospitals and basically just, just give uh, kids that have been uh, less fortunate up to this point, um, you know, a, a good day and, and give them presents or give them food or uh, whatever they want, play with them for the day, you know? Mm. Uh, because, I mean, I am I am so blessed. It's it's just sick. It's it's just unbelievable. So, um, you know, I gotta I gotta give something back. I gotta I don't even <laughs> feel like I'm doing enough. You know, I definitely want to do more down the road. But uh, it, it's it's a really great organization. Um, and if any young actors listen to this, I would highly recommend uh, checking it out because it's very cool. What yeah. are your plans for the future, other than conventions and Kids with a Cause yeah. and Joan of Arcadia? Right, right. Um, well, my plan is Joan of Arcadia will go forever. Um, but when that ends, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Just as long as I, I keep working. I, I love to work. I love uh, doing stuff. Um, so maybe I'd love to do some plays. I'd love to break into movies if that's possible. You know, uh, 
maybe another series down the road. I don't know. Uh, you know, no one really knows where their career is headed. No one's really in control of their career until mm-hmm. you get to a certain point, and mm-hmm. that's like that's like Tom Hanks level. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, you know, maybe maybe I can be one of those cool like independent actors. Uh, you know, that do just like ten independents a year. That'd be cool. Uh, you know, I don't care. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. And um, you know, maybe some more conventions down the road. Uh, definitely, I'm going to finish school and do all that. Uh, you know, and just kind of play it by ear, take it day by day. Right now, I'm just enjoying Joan of Arcadia and uh, still enjoying kind of the the ride from Stargate because that's that's <laughs> kind of still going on with with you know stuff like this, these kind of interviews and things. Right. Is it true you've written a one-man show? <laughs> oh man, that was from. I'm going to clear this up now. That was from a bio that my mom wrote a couple of years ago. And I, I was writing a one-man show, and maybe I'll continue it down the road. I don't know, but it kind of, it, it's kind of on hold right now, that the one-man show project. But I, I was writing that. There is truth to that. But, you know, that's, that's probably not going to happen at this point uh, because that was kind of written... Um, for like a, a 15 year old to do and, and if uh-huh. I started working on it again by the time I'm done I'm not going to be 15 anymore right uh, so and I'm not now I'm 16 but um, yeah I was writing a one man show but I kind of just got too busy with Joan of Arcadia and everything in school so I just kind of stopped that so it's on the back but, burner but yeah but you know it, it was okay though I don't I don't regret doing that and spending all my time doing that because it was good for me um for my writing, because I'm definitely interested in writing down the road and directing and, and all that stuff too. Well, let's open those. Let's well, let's open. Let's hope those doors open up for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thanks. Well, Michael, thanks for taking time to answer the questions, and truly best wishes for continued success on Joan of Arcadia. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, I just hope that I was uh, interesting for the past half an hour and didn't waste anyone's time. <laughs> GateWorld.net, your complete guide to Stargate.